Stand with me this morning as we honor the reading of the wonderful word of the Lord. Today we're looking in the book of St. John, St. John chapter number 14 this morning, a very familiar passage of scripture, going to be reading the first three verses, reading out of the New Living Translation. John chapter number 14 began reading with verse number One, the words of Jesus, Jesus says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There's more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. Father, I thank you for the word of God today. I thank you for the promises of the word of God. Father, I thank you for the hope that the word of God gives us, Father. Father, I thank you, Lord, for the peace, Lord, that comes into our hearts, Lord, as we understand, God, uh, the incredible plans that you have for those that love you and live for you and serve you. God, let your anointing uh, be upon the message and upon the messenger, Lord, today. God, open our ears to hear the word of God today. God, I pray if there's even one individual here today that they are not ready, they are not prepared uh, to go to heaven. God, I pray today will be the day when they make preparation and get ready for that incredible place called heaven. We ask all of these things in the name of Jesus. All of God's people said, praise the Lord. You may be reseated this morning. Well, as you just saw a moment ago in the video, a four-year-old boy claimed that during his operation for a ruptured appendix, God took him to heaven. He said that he saw Jesus. He said that he saw angels. He said that, 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 that his father's dead grandfather, that, that, that this little boy had never met, that he saw him. He even said that that he met his sister who died in his mother's tummy before birth. A sister that, that he had never been told about and had absolutely no way of knowing about. The story has been written down in a book uh, by the little boy's father who is a pastor. Now it has been made into a movie and everybody is talking about it. Even on secular TV, they're talking about this movie and they're talking about whether or not heaven is for real. Well, regardless of what you choose to believe or you choose not to believe about what this little four-year-old boy says in his story, I'm here to tell you this morning that heaven is for real. And I'm telling you that heaven is for real this morning, not because a four-year-old boy claims to have seen it, but I am telling you that heaven is for real because God's Word, because of God's Word that has stood the test of time, that has stood the test of scrutiny, that has stood the test of more than its share of critics. I am declaring to you this morning that heaven is is for real because God's Word says it is. Now this morning, I I want us to make an acrostic out of this word, heaven. Taking each letter of this word, and I want to talk about just some of the aspects of this place called heaven. For the letter H this morning, I'm using the word home. 
home. Now, I cannot speak for you this morning, but I love my home. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about my house. I love my house too, but I love home. I love to go home. I love that time of the evening when I pull into my house and and I get out of my vehicle and I walk through the door to my home. First thing that I do when I get home is I take off my work clothes and I put on my sweats. And I shut the door behind me and I try and leave the stress of a hard day's work behind me. Now some days I'm better at this than others. But when I'm home, nobody is criticizing me. When I'm home, no one is second-guessing me. When I'm home, nobody is pulling on me to do this or that or go here or go there. Nobody is questioning my motives. In my home, I can rest. In my home, I can relax. In my home, I I can be myself. In my home, I can be renewed. In my home, I can be refreshed. I can even be rewarded. Heaven is our eternal home. Jesus said in our text that that, uh, there is more than enough room for us in his Father's home. You see, in heaven, God's home becomes our home. Let me just take a moment this morning and suggest four things about our heavenly home. Let me suggest, first of all, that it's a peaceful home. Jesus said in verse 1, he said, said, don't let your heart be troubled. I don't know what happens at your house. I don't know what's going on in your home. Perhaps you live in a troubled home. I don't know, perhaps there is unrest in your home. Maybe there is a strain that takes place at your house every single day. I have a friend who just recently divorced. I I have known him for many years, and I knew he didn't live in paradise. I knew everything wasn't great at home, but I had absolutely no idea. Recently, he told me after his divorce, he said, he said, he said, you know, he said, I never knew what was going to be waiting on me when I got home. He said, my wife was like being married to Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde said, I didn't know when I walked through the door in the evening, I I didn't know if my wife was going to be as sweet as sugar or as sour as a lemon. I absolutely had no clue. It could be either way. It could go either way. I didn't know what would be waiting for me on the other side of the door. He said, anything could set her off. Said, I never knew when I walked in my house after a long day at work. I never knew if I was going to be walking into heaven or if I was going to be walking straight into hell. I can't even imagine living like that. Our heavenly home will be a peaceful home. Jesus said, Let not your heart be troubled. 
Not only will our heavenly home be a peaceful home, it'll be a prosperous home. I don't know about your life, but perhaps you live a life of constant financial struggle. There always seems to be too much month left over at the end of the money. Not so in heaven. Verse 2, in the King James Version, Jesus said, In my Father's house are many mansions. Notice he didn't say, In my Father's house are many shacks. He didn't say, In my Father's house you'll discover low cost housing. No, Jesus said, in my Father's house are many mansions. Psalm 16 and 11 says, in your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Our heavenly home will be a prosperous home. Everything that we will ever need, everything that we could ever want, everything we could ever desire will be provided for us in that heavenly home. Not only will heaven be a peaceful home and a prosperous home, it will also be a personal home. Verse 2, Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. For you. May I tell you that God knows you better than you know yourself? May I tell you that God knows what you like and what you do not like? May I tell you that God has designed a home, God has designed a place for you that you're absolutely going to fall in love with the moment you see it. The last three homes that I have bought, after looking at many homes, but I walked into that one home and immediately I knew. I remember in Midland, my wife was working at the Christian bookstore and I called her up and I said, I found it. She said, did you buy it? I said, not without you looking at it, baby, but I found it. (laughs) And the moment that I walked in, I knew I was home. And I went and got her at lunchtime, and I brought her to that place, and she walked in, and immediately she knew exactly, this is the place for us. This is home. May I tell you that God is going to make heaven personal for you. He knows what you like. He knows what you don't like. And he is preparing a place just individually, just for you. And the moment you walk in the door, you got to know, I am home. suggests it'll also be a permanent home. Verse 3, Jesus said, when everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. Heaven will be our last move. I've moved around a lot in my life. My dad was a pastor. It didn't take my dad long to pastor a church. He he, he could get a church pastor in six months to two years. I mean, he'd do it quick. <laughs> he pastored one church for five days. He took the church. Before we moved, he walked in unannounced one day, and two little ladies, one with a broom and another with a trash can, in the church. And my dad overheard the two little ladies saying, can't wait till that new pastor gets here so I can put this broom in his hand and this trash can in his hand. Well, my dad wasn't above cleaning the church. But needless to say, he pastored there five days. Amen. That was it for him. 
I moved around a lot as, as a kid growing up. Every, every couple of years we, we, we moved. Oh, oh about, about the time we got adjusted to a new school, the time we got adjusted to new friends, here we go, we'd be up and moving again. Honestly, I've moved probably more times than I should have moved in, in my life as an adult as well. Beginning very, very early in life as an adult, and uh, hey, that's what I was taught, and it's what I don't think I knew, so we moved around a while until I discovered that, you know, it's the same thing everywhere you go, just different names and different faces. <laughs> so for the last, 22, last 23 years, I've been in two places. Eleven years ago, when I came here, I said, this is my last stop. I'm going to warn you, you are stuck with me. (laughs) Fact is, I want to go to heaven from here. Maybe you're struggling today. Maybe maybe you're you're here this morning and you just moved here and you're struggling. Oh, Oh, because you had to leave behind friends. You had to leave family behind. Maybe your son or your daughter has recently just moved and you're tore up about it. I understand what you're going through. My daughter and son-in-law sat us down and told us that they were moving back to Phoenix. I told them, okay, you can go, but you're going to miss Eliana. You're going to miss Eliana because because you can't move my granddaughter away from her Grammy and Papa. But they did. Heaven will be a permanent home. We're going to spend forever with Jesus and, and with all of our friends and all of our family. Oh, oh, I'll never forget the day that we loaded up Kristen, Sean, and Eliana in that U-Haul truck. Once they were loaded and once they were on their way to Phoenix, I, I got in my vehicle and I, and, 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 I, and I trailed along behind them in my vehicle as long as I possibly could. But finally we got to the fork in the road where I had to turn south and they had to keep on going And tears flooded my eyes as I, as I saw that U-Haul getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and finally it was out of my sight. And reality sunk in right then as I knew that things would never be quite the same ever again. But not so in heaven. Jesus said you will always be where I am. We're making an acrostic of the word heaven this morning for the letter E. I'm using the word exclusive. You see, heaven is not for everyone. Heaven is not for everyone. It's an exclusive place reserved for members only. Members join by placing their faith and their hope and their trust and their confidence in Jesus Christ and what he did for them on the cross. John 14 and 6, Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. And Jesus said, no man can come unto the Father unless he comes through me. Jesus says here that heaven is an exclusive place and that no one is admitted there unless they are 
a member. Now, every exclusive club has its dues to pay. You don't get to be a member of an exclusive club free. There are dues to pay. But all oh, this morning, the good news about heaven's dues is that Jesus has paid our dues for us. 1 Peter 1, verse 18 and 19, for you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And the ransom he paid was not simply silver and gold, but it was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless lamb of God. In order to get into an exclusive uh, club upon this earth, you're going to have to show your membership card or you're going to have to give them your membership number. May I tell you this morning that to be able to be admitted into heaven, you're going to have to have your sins washed in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're going to have to have your faith and your trust and your confidence placed in what Jesus did for you on Calvary's tree. The Bible says that when we give our life to Christ and when we ask him to save us, the Bible says, oh, that he then writes our names down in the Lamb's book of life. And the Bible says that only those that have their names written down in the Lamb's book of life are allowed entrance into this exclusive place called heaven. Revelation chapter 21 and verse 27 says nothing evil will be allowed to enter, nor anyone who, pr who practices shameful idolatry and dishonesty, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of morning if you have not made reservations for heaven if your name has not been written down in the Lamb's book of life oh I've got good news for you this morning and the good news is at the end of the sermon today I'm going to give you an opportunity to place your trust and your faith and your confidence in Jesus I'm going to give you an opportunity to get saved this morning I'm going to give you an opportunity for Jesus to write your name down in the Lamb's book of life Let's look at the letter A in our acrostic that we're making today, the acrostic of the word heaven. The word I'm using for the letter A is awesome. Heaven is absolutely awesome. Let me, let me just give you three reasons why I believe that heaven will be awesome. Number one is because of the sights. Heaven will be awesome because of the sights. I've been blessed in my life to see a lot of beautiful sights here on planet Earth. How many know the Earth's pretty incredible? Because I understand the same God that created heaven also created this Earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the Earth. So I'm thinking Earth or heaven will be a lot like Earth, only on steroids. <laughs> and I've been blessed to see a, a lot of beautiful sights here on Earth. Just a few to mention. Just I've been to Pebble Beach. Wow, Pebble Beach's incredible. Unbelievable. Been to Lake Tahoe. It's gorgeous. Beautiful. Been to the beaches of Hawaii. That's, that's my wife's favorite place in the whole world. Hawaii, the beaches of Maui. She loves it. I've seen the giant 
redwoods, driven our car through that tree. There's one tree that you can drive. I don't think you can do that anymore, but you could back, you know, back in the 1800s when I did it. It's massive. It's incredible. It's unbelievable. Been to Yellowstone. It's just so gorgeous. I've seen about 40 of our states. I've been to 10 countries at least. I've been blessed to see a lot of sights. Oh, but 1 Corinthians 2 and 9 says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind can even imagine what God has prepared for those who love Him. And Revelation chapter 21 and 22 describes some of the beauties and oh, some of the majestic scenes of heaven. Oh, oh heaven is going to be incredibly awesome because of the sight. won't be heaven just because of the sights, but it'll also be awesome because of the saints. Because you see, heaven will be like one giant family reunion. Because all of our family and all of our friends that, that, that we have loved here on earth, all of those that, that, that have placed their faith in Christ, we are going to spend eternity together. No doubt you have had to say goodbye to many friends and family members as death took them away from you. Thanksgiving dinner doesn't taste quite as good as it used to because that certain someone is no longer sitting with you at the table. Christmas is no longer the same because death has stolen from you those who were once closest Heaven will be awesome because of the saints. When we get there, those that have gone on ahead of us will be waiting for us at the gate to welcome us home. The end of this past year was especially tough for me and my wife. We don't talk much about it, and not very many people know it. But my daughter was pregnant. With her second child, our fourth grandbaby. Would this be my grandson? I've been hoping for, I've been waiting for. I, I had ordered three other times. couple of months into the pregnancy, she lost the baby. My daughter miscarried. Well, for some people, miscarriages don't seem to be no big deal, but that's my grandbaby. The baby would have been born next month. Quite a bummer. Was this my grandson? My only grandson? I don't know. But I will know. 
I will know when I get to heaven, he or she will be waiting on me. And I'm going to tell you that I'm going to be listening for a tiny little voice. Papa? Papa? Not only will heaven be awesome because of the sights, because of the saints, but most of all, because of the Savior. You see, Jesus will be the main attraction of heaven. And everything in heaven will pale in comparison to Jesus. The Bible says that that the glory of Jesus is so bright that there will not even be any need of the sun to shine nor for the moon to glow. Revelation 21 verse 23 said, And the city has no need of sun or moon for the glory of God illuminates the city and the Lamb, and the Lamb is its light. Can you even imagine? Listen to the words to to the song by Mercy Me. I can only imagine what it will be like when I walk by your side. I can only imagine what my eyes will see when your face is before me. I can only imagine. Surrounded by your glory, what will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus, or in awe of you be still? Will I stand in your presence, or to my knees will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah? Will I even be able to speak at all? I can only imagine. I can only imagine when that day comes. And I find myself standing in the sun. I can only imagine when all I will do is forever, forever worship you. I can only imagine. Heaven will be awesome most of all because of the Savior. All the sights will be outstanding. Can you imagine the brilliance of the colors there? Oh, the saints that are there, those that have gone on before us, being reunited with them. But no matter how great the sights are, no matter how awesome it is to be with the saints, what is really going to make heaven heaven is the fact that the Savior will be there. A dying man who was sitting in his pastor's office asked his pastor, What will heaven be like? I'm dying, Pastor. What's awaiting me on the other side of my death? And before the pastor could answer, the man's dog started scratching on the outside door of the pastor's office. The pastor said to the dying man, do you hear that? Do you hear that? That's your dog. That's your dog that you left outside, and he's scratching on my door. 
He desperately wants to come in. He, he, he desperately wants to come in here. He has absolutely no clue what awaits him on the other side of the door. But he can't wait to get through the door. The reason he can't wait to get through the door, even though he don't know what's on the other side of the door and what's awaiting him on the other side of the door, but the reason he's so excited and wants to get on the other side of the door is because he hears your voice and he knows that his master, his master is just on the other side of the door. Oh, this morning I cannot tell you exactly and precisely what heaven is going to be like. But there's one thing that I can tell you this morning. And that is just on the other side of the door. Just on the other side of the door. Amen. Our master, our master, Jesus is waiting with open arms to receive us and accept us into his house. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I don't know all there is to know about heaven. I know for sure all will be well because the master will be there. The title of my message today is Heaven is for Real. Not because of some book that has been written or some movie or some four-year-old little boy who claims to have seen heaven. But heaven is for real because God's word says it is. Not only is heaven home and exclusive and awesome for the letter V, I'm using the word virtuous. Virtuous. Revelation 21 and 27, there shall be no means, there shall by no means enter it anything that defiles or causes an abomination or lie. You see, friend, heaven will not just be heaven for what it has. Heaven will also be heaven because of what it doesn't have. Very quickly this morning, two things heaven will not have. Number one, no sin. Can you imagine a place where there's no sin? Because you see, the truth of the matter is sin messes up everything. Oh, we think sin is so much fun and so exciting and and oh, oh, the world thinks we are missing out on a lot. And we are. We're missing out on a whole lot. And thank God. Because sin messes up everything. Oh, oh, the sin of adultery can destroy a marriage. The sin of jealousy can ruin a friendship. The sin of gossip can disrupt the blessing of God upon a church. Heaven will not allow even one sin to enter its gates. Not only will heaven be virtuous because of no sin, but also no Satan. No Satan. The one that has been terrorizing man since the creation of man, he's going to be banned from his place called heaven. Revelation 20 and 10 says, The devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone and will be tormented forever and forever. Think about it this morning. Can you even imagine a place void of all of the vulgar and the vile deeds and actions of all that come as a direct result of sin and Satan? Can you even imagine a place where only the holy, only the righteous, only the pure are allowed? Notice the E in our acrostic of heaven. Trying to wrap this up real quickly this morning. I'm using the word Exciting. 
You see, heaven will be more than a harp, a halo, and a hallelujah hoedown. In fact, when I was a little boy growing up and the preacher said, everybody, how, how many want to go to heaven? And the way he described it, I really didn't want to go. I didn't hear nothing about baseball. I didn't hear anything about mama's fried chicken. You know. The way he described heaven, man, I, no, I think I'll just stay here. I'm okay. Don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. I'm going to die, but right now I don't want to go. Don't sound too exciting to me, but I'm telling you that heaven is going to be a very exciting place. Speaking of harps, man, after 41 years of pastoring, I've heard more than my share of harping. Hey, read your Bible. When the Bible speaks about eternity, when the Bible speaks about heaven, it talks about ruling and it talks about reigning. Oh, it talks about food. It talks about the marriage supper. Doesn't say anything about a little piece of cracker and a little dribble of juice. It calls it the marriage supper. So surely, surely there will be fajitas and guacamole and tacos and enchiladas and sopapillas for dessert. Amen. Heaven's going to be an exciting place because of the food that's going to be there. And the Bible describes heaven with trees and water and lush green grass. I don't know about you, but that sounds like a golf course to me. Heaven's going to be an exciting place. Listen, friend, we're not just going to sit around holding hands and singing kumbaya. No, I want to tell you there's going to be places to go. There's going to be people to see. There's going to be things to do. Heaven is going to be an exciting place. Finally, for the last letter, in our acrostic of the word heaven, the letter N, using the word near. Romans 13 and 11 said this is, this is all the more urgent. Say urgent. This is all the more urgent for you know how late it is. Time is running out. Wake up for our salvation is nearer now than when we first Believed. There are two ways for a saint to get to heaven. One is through death, the other is through the rapture. The Bible says that at death, for the saint, the soul and the spirit goes immediately to heaven into the presence of God. Second Corinthians 5 and 8 says that we know this, that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So when a saint dies, the moment they take their last breath on planet earth, the next breath that they take, they're in the presence of God in that glorious place called heaven. The second way for a saint to get to heaven is by way of rapture. When Jesus comes literally and takes all Christians to heaven, the Bible says that this event could take place at any time. There's absolutely nothing holding Jesus back. Besides God's perfect timing. Before I get through with this message today, and no, I'm not preaching that long. 
But before I get through with this message today, the trumpet of God could sound and Jesus could descend from heaven with a shout and the voice of the archangel. Oh, and the dead in Christ can rise first. And you and I that are alive and remain could be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And on and on and up and up and on and on and up and up and on and on. And up and up we will go into the presence of God, into that glorious place called heaven. It could happen today. It could happen tomorrow. If we get the musicians and singers back in place very quickly, very, very quietly, please. Heaven is for real. Not because of some book, not because of some movie, not because of some little four-year-old boy's word. Heaven is for real because God's word. And the question that you should be asking, you should not be asking, is heaven for real? The question you should be asking is, am I ready? For heaven. Am I ready for heaven? Have I made my reservation? Is my name written down in the Lamb's book of life? That is the question you should be. A few weeks ago when my daughter was here, spending some time with my youngest granddaughter, two years old, one day she takes me by the hand and she just takes off with me. And we were walking for a little ways and then I looked down at her and I said, where are we going, Ellie? looked up at me and she said you'll find out when we get there Papa. <laughs> you'll find out when we get there pretty good for a two year old I can't tell you everything oh there is to know about heaven today but I'm telling you this morning oh I just can't wait to see what it's like when we get there Everyone standing this morning, please. God, I just pray today that you'll take your word this morning. Lord, not my, not my little simple sermon today, but God, God, take from my sermon the true word of God. And you said your word would not return unto you void, but it would accomplish what you sent it to accomplish. God, I pray that your word Accomplish what you want to accomplish today. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you will do your work and illuminate the Word of God to our hearts today. And Holy Spirit, do your work today. And if there's anyone here today, their name is not written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Holy Spirit, would you convict them of their sin? And Holy Spirit, would you draw them? Draw them to the Master today. Jesus' your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed today. The question I have for you this morning is not, is heaven for real? Heaven 
It's for real. The Bible declares it, and I believe the Bible. The Bible has proven itself all these many hundreds and hundreds of years. It has stood the test. The question I have for you this morning is not heaven for real, but the question is, are you ready for heaven? Are you ready? Is your heart ready? Is your heart prepared? Have you received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Have you placed your faith and your trust and your confidence in what Jesus did for you on the cross? Is your name written in the Lamb's book of life? Your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed. Nobody's looking about. Nobody's leaving. No one is visiting. Please. If you're here this morning and you're not 100% sure that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, if you're not 100% sure that you're ready for heaven, that means you're 100% unsure. I wouldn't want to leave this room unsure you're here this morning and you're not 100% sure of your salvation, not 100% sure your name is written down in the Lamb's Book of Life, if that is you this morning and you want to be sure today, you want to know that you know that you know that you're ready for heaven, if that's you this morning, I want you to raise your hand and lift it up really high and let me recognize someone has lifted their hand in this room today. I'm not 100% sure. I want to be sure today. Lift your hand up really high if that's you today. All over this room this morning, throughout this congregation today, is that you? Are you sure today? Are you sure? Are you sure? I believe I see a hand way in the back, way in the back, my left and your right. Is that you? Would you wave at me? Is your hand up? Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you on the front row this morning. Thank you. Back at the very back, my right and your left. Thank you, young man. You can put your hand down. God bless you. Three hands this morning. Anyone else in this room will join these three that have lifted their hand? Anyone? One more. Is there one? One more. I don't know. Is there? I want to give you the opportunity. There are three that raised your hand. Maybe there's a fourth one. I'm not sure about the fourth one. If that was you, you come too. I want you, if you lifted your hand this morning, I want you to come. And I want you to stand in the front this morning. And I want to lead you in a prayer for you'll come to know Christ as your Savior. Your name will be written in heaven. Yeah, they're encouraging you to come. Come on. Come on. Come on. Thank you. God bless you. Come on. Two others. I know on the back. Over here in the back. Thank you. God bless you. Over here in the back. God bless you. Thank you. Come on.
us this morning. We thank you for those that gave their heart to you. We pray, Lord God, that you would protect them. And Lord, help them to grow into their faith, Lord. Lord, we love you. We thank you that we know that heaven is for real because your word says so. And I thank you that we can know that we are going to heaven. I just pray your blessing over everybody this week. Keep us safe and bring us back together next week. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If you're a guest with us, don't forget to turn in your connection card at our Welcome Center. We have a gift out there for you. And make sure you pick up a T-shirt.